Onyx Vale, Saints and Sinners. Hello and welcome to Des Moines and Dragons Presents Onyx Vale, a Blades in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Tim Williams, and I'm joined by a couple people today and also, wait for it, our first guest star of the season. Yay! Yay! <laughs> podcast. So, you did say podcast. Oh, no. Keep it. We're I'm not, not fixing not, it in post. We're not it. Fun fact, I actually listened to episode two, and there's a whole bit where like there was a feedback and Chris didn't cut that either, so Oh, Chris. you're going you're going right for the we're going, I'm going for right for the away. jugular. You're gonna call out podcast and I'm gonna call out that podcast. All right. So uh it's been a little bit. It is now a chilly December. And uh, I will get to our guest star in just a second, but let's check in with our regular cast members today. We have joining us Andre and Chris. So Andre, as per usual, if you would like to uh, share with us what you're currently working on, or if you would like to uh, create a fun little factoid about the world space of the Onyx Vale, please do so. Um, I'm not working on anything, but I don't know how much of a wrench this is going to throw into whatever you have planned, but I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, boy. Um, there's <laughs> a rumor in town of a, of a group of vampires that recently showed up. Oh, oh, interesting. I'm very interested in, like, I just wanted to throw vampires in there. Like legit vampires or like quote unquote vampires? Legit vampires. Oh. As, as far as we know. I don't know. As far as we know. Maybe they're not. Oh. All right. That's fun. That's not wrench throwing at all. <laughs> all righty. Uh, we'll move on to Chris. Chris, what are you working on and what uh, factoid about the world space so you can come up first? Right now, right now, the only thing I'm working on is this plate of fajitas. Um <laughs> Oh, and working through another round of COVID. It's still out there, people. Yeah. I I am currently, I am stuck in a hotel room going on. This is day three uh, in Ohio. So that was fun to find out. Right. After the fact. There are not worse places you can have COVID. Sorry to anybody who listens in Ohio. (laughs) There there go all of our Ohio listeners. Where to go? All two of them. Oh, exactly. (laughs) Maybe more, maybe less. Who knows? <laughs> Definitely less now. But uh, yeah. as for any other work, uh, nope. We're in this uh, kind of nice, wonderful break time where nothing is going on yet. Um, I, I do know eventually what, uh, for the high school that I work at, I know what that show is going to be. And the seniors have finally stopped prodding me for information uh, to find out what the show is. My, my lighting designer, senior, they know. They know what it is. But I've told them under no circumstances are they to uh, share with anybody what it is until the official announcement. See, um, I had that I had that same, a little bit of that same issue last year because I revealed my whole season last year. And I would, re- to like, I had a whole bunch of different show logos on the board and everything and then would remove one. And then one of my juniors was just like, oh, I just looked at the board and flipped all the things over. And I was like... God, why why would you do that? Rude. <laughs> so, Rude. Rude. All right. Uh, so, last but not least, let me introduce our first guest star of the season. A good friend of mine. I've known them since high school, and unfortunately, they said, fortunately for me, they said yes to doing this. <laughs> or unfortunately. <laughs> Rude. Uh, 
I will let them introduce themselves now. So uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Hi, <laughs> um, I'm Petty Treason, and I'm a burlesque performer and producer up in the Twin Cities, or as I lovingly refer to them, the Twin Titties. Ah, love it. So, uh, Petty, why don't you tell us some of the shows that you've uh, produced up here? Um, I'm probably best known for my burlesque improv show that I produced called Whose Bra Is It Anyway? Um, it's, it was really fun. It's really fun and really cool. The last time we got to do it, we had a live band do the karaoke version. So people got to like come up and sing with a real live rock band and then strippers came out and took their clothes off to it. So it was just as fun as it sounds, honestly. Honestly, it was. I was there. I uh, really, really wanted to do War Pigs by Black Sabbath, but that would have taken a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Eventually, someone with like a little hook comes out and just like gets the strippers. Wonderwall. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, I stay busy in the Twin Cities. Um, I work at, well, I teach at the Rose Academy of Burlesque. So. I work with a lot of folks that are starting their burlesque journey and, and are curious. So that's really fun. And then, um, yeah, I've got different spots each month. You can see me. I post about it, but I, I don't know. That's annoying to talk about in a podcast where you can't see what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> don't worry. We'll plug all your social media. Make sure to follow them at Petty Trees and on, on uh, Facebook. <laughs> Check that the show notes. I just did a holiday act that, like, I just wanted to be big and dumb. And I did Oh Come All You Faithful, but the Twisted Sister version. <laughs> yeah, so like stripping to an audience singing Oh Come All You Faithful was, yeah, I think that was a religious experience. All right, fantastic. So uh, the big question that we want to know today church. is, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it's it's take, me to, take Me to Church, you know, oh. just start playing in my head. <laughs> so, uh the big question we want to ask you uh, today, Petty, is uh, have you ever played a uh, tabletop RPG before? One time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, during COVID, I played a weekly game of Monster of the Week with yeah. a group of really fun queer femmes, and it was a good time. Fantastic. And uh, who knows? Maybe that's something we'll actually play on this uh, podcast at some point. We're big on like finding other games and everything. So have you heard of Blades in the Dark at all before? I sure heard about it an hour and a half ago when you told me about it. <laughs> yep, that was fun because it was just like uh, I got a text message saying like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And so I left a lengthy voicemail telling you what you're doing. <laughs> all righty. So uh, we are going to go right into it and we'll just send it off to the narrator for a fun little exposition bit and then we'll get started. So take it away, narrator. Excuse me, sir. I, I'm looking for the paper boy Toby. Is he here? Oh, Toby? Uh, no, sorry, he hasn't come in today, but uh, after his little scuffle last night, I'd be surprised if he comes in at all. A scuffle, you say? What, what do you mean by that? Oh, a uh, couple of the Boiler Brothers uh, kind of ran him off. I hope the kid's all right, as, as do I. Uh, could I have a paper good, sir? I must be on my way. Thank you. Extra, extra, read all about it. Night Market Myth, 
or reality. Three sections on what to do if someone you love has encountered a vampire. Extra! Extra! So yeah, you know it's a really hard word to think of when you're just not thinking of it? Proprietor. Proprietor, no. Proprietor. Oh God, I can't speak today. Broadcast. Guys, I... <laughs> This is a bad sign. All right, so um, where were we? Starting off. Okay, so uh, we open on the city. It is another day, and who would like to start us off in their uh, free play mode? I can go. All right, what fantastic. a great idea. I was about to just go Bueller's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, let's start off with Abner. So, Abner, you are. Pl- uh, where do we find you, actually? Um, Abner is going to be at a library looking up uh, different kinds of poisons and stuff because after last time, he feels very. Uh, just not a- as equipped as he should be. Okay. All right, and so uh, as you are looking at poisons and everything, uh, you find yourself kind of reading, and you get really entranced in the book, actually, and uh, you don't notice, but as you go to close the book and pick up another book, you see that there's someone sitting in front of you. Uh, do I notice anything special about them? Well, you do. You recognize them. This is... Leaf. And they go, I knew you got out of prison. Oh, Leaf, it's you again. Hello, my dear pastry puff. How are you? And he goes, and she goes, Oh, how I have missed those pet names you have. And she goes, I'm doing well. Now I hear you are starting a new business venture. <clears throat> And who exactly did you hear that from? Oh, the former free man, Joel, of the Boiler Brothers, that you recently had a hand in putting back in prison. uh, (laughs) There's nothing to state that I was even there, darling. Hmm, Then why did he say you were? I haven't the slightest idea. If I were in the vicinity of a Boiler Brother, do you think they would have... Just let me go. It depends if there was a bigger target like, uh, oh, what was his name? What was his name? What was his name? What is his actual name? I'm blanking it. <laughs> a certain <laughs> weapons designer who was on a train. D- weapons? Dar- I- I've never carried a weapon in my life. And uh, Leaf chuckles and just goes, and your cane sword is what? Who said it's a sword? Oh, my dear little strudel, you are playing such wonderful games, but um, I must be going, as uh, I have a lot of reading to continue doing. Uh, Thank you ever so much, and good evening to you. And as you stand up to go, she goes, you know, they're planning to get you back. Who? The Boiler Brothers? Of course. They know how much of a fuss you've made for them, and they're they're very pissed off at you, and, uh, well, would be a shame if they've learned about some of the new turf you've gotten. And how exactly would they learn more information like that, my dear Turtle Dove? 
And she goes, well, it's simple. One of your associates goes missing, and then we get all the answers we need out of them. Associates. You say that as if you know that I have associates to have. I am simply here doing reading. I don't have any associates other than those at the theater. And she goes, of course, of course. Thomas, though, says hello. She stands up and walks away. Dear me. And then uh, uh, Abner is going to grab his books and just start heading towards the milkmaid's jacket. All right. And so, uh, Archibald, what are you doing? Would this be a time to... It's not Archibald, it's Archibald. My bad. Archibald, hey. not Archibald. You're doing great today, too. That's my, that's my father, Archibald <laughs> Westchester. He really likes Arch, and so he's going to just put Arch in front of everything. Everything starts with ARS, something to do with slightly curved architecture. Um, I think he's at the printing press newspaper company that he bought. Just talking with the uh, talking with the leadership, uh, warning them not to leave paper boys alone at intersections. Always double, if not triple, uh, people up because of how uh, things have been starting to uptick and attacks. And she goes, of course, of course. Now, uh, and the the person you're talking to is Ellen Wise, by the way. Uh, and she goes, uh, yes, actually, wanted to talk to you about that. We've had some people from the like other newspapers come to us about what we put out and how we should not try and pay the paper boys more. I know you want to pay them more, and I'm all for it too. But should we be worried about that? All I can say, it's wise to be vigilant. If anything else happens, I will let you know. And she goes, of course, of, of, of course. Um, <clears throat> I did notice, though, some uh, some of the Boiler Brothers were kind of scoping the place out early. I don't know if that meant anything, but we don't have anything other than here, the papers and uh, the machinery to print them, so it's not too much of a thing. Hmm. Keep your eyes open. And she uh, nods and she goes, of course, of course. Now, I did want to talk to you. Um, our stories, as the patron of this newspaper, you get to determine what type of stories we put out. What would you like? Well, I really want to focus on whatever makes the uh, government of Onyx Vale have egg on their face, because right now the... Uh, Onyx Vale PD is trying to run a smear campaign against us, uh, and uh, we can't have that. We, ca- we we can't have that at all. You know, those who control the narrative ultimately control the the way history unfolds. So we need to push back against that. And she goes, "Of course, of course, of course, of course." Um, investigative journalism, I believe. Investigative journalism, fantastic. Well, we currently are dealing with the election as of right now. Uh, the current governor is actually behind in the polls to one councilman Bordeaux. What do we know about him? Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. She turns and kind of opens a file cabinet and you see her kind of rummaging through it. She pulls in the file. It's not too thick and everything. She goes, let's see here. Recent noble who came from... Uh, who came from... 
I uh, wait with bated breath. So, and she goes, sorry, really bad handwriting. Recent noble who claims to have lived in Lee Township. Uh, no idea where his money came from. Um, not really a particularly remarkable record, but the big thing is, is he's just very charismatic and the people seem to like him. That's usually a red flag for something worse. Much as I can't stand the other guy. And she goes, yes, well, Governor Governor Warren has not been great for any of us, but then again, what Governor has at this point. No, you're right. Governor Warren's nothing but a over past its prime sack of dough. But a charismatic leader that has money that we don't know where it comes from. Not that I've seen it's a recipe for disaster, so we need to find out some more about this Councilman Bordeaux. And she goes, of course, I will look into it and see what I can find. Appreciate it. And uh, so is uh, what is Archimon doing next? So I think after business has been finished there, he's you know going back and forth in his head. He's like, what could the Boiler Brothers be doing? You know, he's looking at all the places. He's like, you know, it, it's not so inconceivable that he's heard other things in the uh, industrial district getting molotoved, mm-hmm. and a printing press would be a very big tender box of a thing. Mm-hmm. So he's <laughs> trying to like go through in his head. He's like, do I need to get armed guards over here? Do I need to inform father that a, an investment of ours is potentially under siege uh, and take more drastic measures. Um, he, he's, which, you know, he, he, he remembers uh, when he was a kid, they have their own little shipping yard or section of the port. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the other nobles tried to horn in on it. And there was, there was some uh, blood exchanged, uh, but ultimately the festival of gold sorted that out. Uh, so he's thinking like, is this another one of those situations? Okay. All right. And so... Uh, he's headed off to the milkmaid's jacket. He's headed off to the milkmaid's jacket. Okay. So, Abner, you get there first. And so, uh, Abner, you once again see uh, Vasily. He is kind of looking like he's tidying up the place, but doing the best he can because, you know, being in a wheelchair as he is. Mm-hmm. And he uh, turn, He sees you come in and he turns and goes, Ah, my friend Abner, it is good to see you. Yes, yes, dear, sweet gentlemen. Um, we have to get everyone together. There is a bit of an issue we need to discuss. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, of course, of course. Uh, you know, I have not seen uh, Lee in some time, actually, now that you mention it. But uh, we get, we will get people together. And wait, uh, have you seen... Have you seen Thomas around at all? That is particularly what I wanted to speak to you about, although now I'm concerned about Lee as well. Either way, but yes, uh, uh, Thomas has been, well, uh, taken, I believe. Oh, shit. And just as uh, Vasily says, oh, shit, uh, Archibon, you walk through the door. Oh, hello, Breadloaf. Now, if we could yeah, deal that's... with this issue... Is- what issue is that, other than I'm now... Kit, continue. Now is not the time, Breadloaf. Thomas has been taken. Oh? And, go, and uh, Vasily goes, uh, by who? 
I believe it's by the Boiler Brothers, at least from what uh, an old acquaintance told me. Boiler Brothers? Oh, right, those numbskulls that tried to knock over the train. No honor among thieves, I suppose. Sorry, they seem to have figured out uh, that we were somehow involved. And uh, Vasily goes... Yes, but how did they know that Thomas was involved with us? He's only done one job with us. That's my thought as well. Something isn't right here. Okay, uh, well, we are going to need to find some more information about this. So let us let us go and see if we can find something. Do you have any ideas of someone who we know might be able to give us some information? Wait, 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 wait. Didn't we spring somebody from prison that was part of the Boiler Brothers? And, uh, Vasily goes, that is a good question. No, I think it was an assassin, actually. It was Mal, remember? You were not here for that one. You were off on... No, no, no. We we went there on the business of the the, uh, Festival of Gold. We sprung three people. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Ah, who was it again? There was Mal, there was Elon, and was it Nigel? Uh, Nigel, but Nigel works with the uh, South Street Automation. Yes, it was Nigel. But he might know something about it. Maybe we can go with them, talk with them, and see what they know. Might be worthwhile. It's better to make friends than enemies, especially if somebody's starting to horn in on our turf. And he goes, agreed, agreed. Mind you, if we go in there, and he turns to uh, you two and he goes, uh, well, good thing Lee is not here, but I was going to say, if we go in there, no fucking fighting. Well, after I was shot last time, I don't think I would like to do any more. And he goes, of course, of course. In fact, how is that healing? Is it healing well or is it healing badly? It seems to be well enough. <laughs> of course. Gotta love the hospital system here and uh, the Onyx Vale. Come, come, follow me. I know where the South Street automation is. And so uh, he turns and he starts to roll out the door. And uh, he is going to... uh, He is going to lead you guys to where the South Street automation is. Uh, Is there any other questions for Fasili before we do this? What do we know of the South Street Automation, Vasily? Are they... Well, tell me. And he goes, well, they're actually very good at... um, They're very good at making robots. Something that is not very well seen here. You know those prosthetics and everything? They actually stemmed from the robots that... The prosthetics I told you about, Adler... They stemmed from the uh, robots that South Street Automation did. You see, they used to be uh, builders for the uh, Bertram's Remedies, but once they decided to try and unionize, Bertram, well, fought back, and needless to say, they decided the gang of their own, where they'll just build the stuff and make their own empire, was better. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And potentially useful. And it goes, I agree. I, for one, love it when they actually stick it to a capitalist shitbag. 
I mean, there is something... No offense, bread loaf. Oh no, there's something satisfying when Father gets his comeuppance every once in a while. And so, you guys head off, and you guys are heading off to basically West Road. Ironically enough, is where South Street Automation is. Uh, And so... Did you, you say head down- South Street Automations on West Road? Yes. Okay. Uh, that, that's part of the charm of it. Are you telling me you've never been on a road that doesn't make sense by what the uh, name of it? Oh, no. If I had a nickel. Especially in my nickels. like grand tour across Iowa. <laughs> and so, uh, and so uh, you get there, and as you arrive... You, you kind of approach what looks like a factory and you're a little puzzled at first because it looks like just any regular old factory. And then you notice Vasily has stopped rolling his wheelchair. Is there a problem? And he goes, no, there is no problem. I am just determining whether or not they're going to shoot at us first. As you see, notice that he's looking up towards the rooftops. And as you guys look up to, or towards the rooftops, you actually see two people standing there. But you can't make out if they have any guns on you at the moment. I believe I can handle this. Nigel and I uh, met while we were in prison. And thanks to you, um, dear Breadloaf, that is why he is out. So um, maybe he will... Uh, they will recognize. Uh, hello, up there. Hello, yes. We wish to speak to Nigel. So you see one turn to the other and kind of do because they're like there's at least easily sixty feet between the two, and so they're not going to shout, but they turn uh-huh. and you see you see some form of hand signal happen, and the other one just nods and turns. I just I just had it visualizing himself like hello, we're Doctor Nigel. <laughs> I mean, right? So, <laughs> they pick up a few words, but enough to make sense. Right. And so uh, enough to like make sense of it, but you definitely don't, you definitely can't tell the uh, form of uh, conversation that they made with that. Vasily, Vasily turns to you, Abner, and goes, well, do you think that worked or should we go knock on the front door? They haven't shot, so I think we may be able to knock. Fair. Let us approach the gate. And so he rolls uh, he rolls forward and everything, and he stops at uh, the front gate, because the front gate hasn't opened yet. And uh, Vasily turns to you, Archibon, and Abner, and goes, well, who wants to do it? Because uh, I, for one, have already lost too many limbs in my life. And I was recently shot. That leaves you, Bretlev. Well, I suppose... And uh, I'm going to, you know, just because something's stuck in his head, like I want to kind of take a look at the door, see if I notice anything. It looks like your typical uh, early 20th century wrought iron gate. Oh, so not a whole lot. Not a whole lot there. It's one of those ones that like, you know, those ones that have like a door in it that the, they can just push open and a person can walk through. But then when something bigger comes out, that whole right. gate opens. Right, like a multifunction sort of gate. Yeah. And so, uh, just as you're about to knock on the door, do you actually knock on the door, though? Yeah. All right. Just as you're about to knock on the door, one of the things opens and just goes, I'm going to help you. 
Uh, right. Uh, we're here to discuss some things with Nigel. Is he in? Nigel? You're going to have to narrow it down. Half the people here named Nigel. Have any of them recently sprung out of prison in the last week or so? Oh, that Nigel. I'll yes. get him for you. Thank and, you, uh, the, sweet lady. And the uh, flip slide shut. <laughs> it's a touch loud, isn't she? You know, and Archibald just kind of waving his hand in front of his face. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Halitosis ain't no joke, sis. Oh, dear. Ah, callback. All right. <laughs> uh, and so eventually, after a minute or two, the door opens and you see uh, the same old woman who opened the door and goes, Ah, come in, come in, come in, come in. And you guys walk in. I, yeah, I think as uh, Archibon walks by, like he, he's like at least two or three heads taller than her, but he's still kind of leaning his head as far away from her as he can. <laughs> and so you guys walk in, and as you walk in, and along with Vasily rolling in, as you roll in, you notice that you basically, as soon as you walk in, she closes the door, and you guys notice that you've walked into basically a U of several of the guards with guns pointed at you. Well, this is kind of expected, yes. And so she goes, yeah. it's, it's not very often when another gang shows up at our front doorstep. So why That's, are you here? We're in the business of making friends, I assure you. And uh, she kind of chuckles at that and goes, Ah, so the uh, pissed off the Boiler Brothers a little too much. My, my, madam, you do have your nose on the... You do have your finger on the pulse of what's going on, don't you? Because word gets, fu- gets around fast here. Isn't that the truth? And I, however, am very appreciative of the fact that you got my boy out of prison. Oh? And with that, uh, Nigel, the one that you guys got out of prison, walks up and goes, Yes, well, about that... I, for one, am very appreciative of what you've done, and I'm guessing there's a catch to it now. Uh, not a catch as sorts. Uh, oh, uh, hello again, Nigel. Good to see that you're doing well and back where you need to be. Uh, we require a bit of assistance if you could help us. And uh, he kind of he, he scratches his chin a little bit and just goes, You know... Call me crazy, but that seems like a catch. It could not be. Breadloaf, speak. <laughs> what's, what's the matter there, dear cupcake? Uh, words escape you for once. Not now, Breadloaf. We're not doing this as a recompense for what uh, was given to you for the Festival of Gold. We simply want to offer an olive branch to potentially put the squeeze on another gang. Interested? Well, well and I assume this gang is the uh, Boiler Brothers? Indeed it is. They have taken something of ours, so we'd like to take it back. And maybe break a few eggs in the process, perhaps. And he goes, what was taken? One of our compatriots. 
Describe them to me. Oh, lanky fellow. Walks around with a bit of a gaunt look like something haunts him constantly. Constantly smells like blue cheese. And not the good kind. And he goes, and you're absolutely sure that the Boiler Brothers have him. I have it on somewhat reputable authority, yes. And then goes, good, come with me. You're actually going to be useful. And uh, he turns and he walks further into the factory. All right, lead on. And so uh, he walks further into the factory. He look. He walks basically past the production floor, and there seems to be a little bit of an office in the back. And he turns and goes, "You know, it just happens to be your lucky day. I uh, we just caught a Boiler Brothers snooping around around here, and uh, I guess as a show of good faith, we uh, give you a chance to." Ask him some questions, if you know what I mean. Indeed, I do. I don't, what? He works I, I, I can ask questions, I don't do the other part of that. And, uh, and uh, Nigel just goes, I don't care about your methods. If you want results, that's on you. I've given you an opening. And he opens the door, and he goes the right inside. Tell the uh, guard I was the one who sent you. All right. And so you guys walk on in, and as you walk on in, Vasily goes, If it is all right, I am going to hang out here. I want to speak with Nigel some more. Oh, you don't want to partake? And he goes... Unfortunately, infill gathering is a young man's game, and that is something I am not. Well, work your magic, dear friend. And so, uh, the door closes, and uh, you guys start walking down a hall. And at the end of the hall, looks like one of those like storage doors, like it's a heavy wrought iron door. So, obviously, on the other side of this is something that's meant to not. Like prevent the rest of the uh, factory from blowing up. So there's definitely something like um, explosive wise. This is like like it's like chemical storage is basically what it is. Okay. And, and so you find a guard sitting there, double barrel shotgun in their hands. They don't really exactly have it in a like a ready to attack sort of mode. They just kind of have have it draped in their arms sort of deal. And they see you walking down, and he just goes. He goes, can I help you? Our yes. friend Nigel sent us. And he goes, which one? Half the people here are named Nigel. Nigel, oh, yes, yes, sorry. The one that not. just got out of prison. Ah, yes, that Nigel. All yeah. right. Talking to the prisoner, eh? Yes. Goes, Talking. And he goes... He hasn't really been very responsive in all of that, but uh, maybe if he sees new faces, that might help him out a bit. And uh, Perhaps. So he grabs the... Because it's one of those doors that have like a pressure lock to it, so you have to like grab this... Oh, God, I don't know what the word is, but like... 
Proprietor. Oh. No. <laughs> God damn it. It's, it's shaped like a wheel, so he turns it, and it like locks and then opens it. And he goes, knock three times when you want out. Unfortunately, with the chemicals in there, we can't let people uh, come and go as they please. Fair enough. That works. Uh, before we go in, Breadloaf, uh, should we try some kind of scheme? Like, good person, bad person. Me being good person, obviously. I mean, I suppose. Better some plan than no plan. I agree. Oh, look at us agreeing for once. Let's do this. Mark it down. Alrighty. And so you guys walk in and the door behind uh, behind you closes and you hear the, the uh, squeal of metal on metal turning and eventually you hear a click. And there is only one light in this area and it's in the very center of the room. And you see a guy kind of tied up behind a chair. Oh my dear boy, what has happened to you? He looks up and he just goes, Why the fuck do you care? I care about all of our children here. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. Um, Abel Brinto is my name. I think Archibald walks over, kind of nudges uh, Abner with this, like, give me your sword cane. And just uh, goes over in the corner behind the guy. Yeah, I'll hand it over. And he goes, I'm not seeing you around here. Are you, uh, are you new? Uh, fairly new. New to the church of, uh, the church of Fasili. Oh. Oh, God. Are they going to execute me? They don't usually send in priests unless they do that. No, 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 no. We simply just want to talk. That was me too. I'm able to do voices far away. Dog voice. Didn't goes, realize they had god dogs. And then he goes, "Yeah, this is one of the things they found out. He is a very good boy, but occasionally barks at the wrong time." And he goes, "Uh, yes, I didn't. I didn't realize they did this. This is new. So, uh, how can I help you, Father?" I just wanted to give you a chance to talk about everything that has happened, everything that has come to pass. What do you want to get off of your chest? Giving up of my sins. Oh my God, you are all going to kill me, aren't you? I, I have. No, we have no plans. I'm going to look at uh, 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 lots. We have no plans to kill you. I think Why on that. We? I think on that, like, Locks kind of unsheaths the sword just a little bit and starts, like, picking his nails with it and just looking and smiling. And he goes, Look, I am just a scout for the Boiler Brothers. I am not... <clears throat> I am not... I was just doing my job. That is all. What more do you want from me? And for that, you have lesser sins. So if you confess them... What harm would it do? Roll a sway on that one. 
Yeah, I will. <laughs> I'm scared too. Understandably let's so. It, let's see if the curse is broken on it. What's the position? Uh, let's do risky. Okay. Slightly risky. off to the left. Uh, standard effect? Yeah. I'll All take right, those. So that is a 5, 5, 1, and a 5. Hey, and since that's not bad. Since you have an absolutely superb score and sway, you take the high dice. And so, as he's looking at the both of you, uh, Archibon, you notice that he kind of has this look in his eye that he's trying to piece together where you're from. And he goes, <sighs> Okay. I might have seen somebody getting beat up the other day, and I was not feeling good about it, and I could have stepped in and helped, but I had no issue or interest in doing so. And that is not your fault. Describe the man to me, please. Very gaunt, smelled of blue cheese. Uh had very like a very frazzled hair and everything looked like he uh, was burning the candle at four ends if you catch my drift I do indeed oh how absolutely dreadful for both that individual but you as well to have to witness such a thing that's not the only thing about it father have you heard the rumors of the city or are you new here I'm not too terribly new to have missed out on rumors. And uh, he goes, But you've heard of the rumors of the underground here, yes? Oh, indeed. Um, My friend here has not, unfortunately. Please enlighten him. He goes, Did I tell you that there is a, sec- there is a secret underground network of... Uh, People who sell spirits and uh, vampires here in the Onyx Vale. They. I'm gonna <laughs> walk over to Locks um, because I have to pretend I know what I'm talking about right now. Um, so I'm gonna go over to Locks and just go. They. They sell vampires, or it's the vampires that are doing the sell. The vampires are selling spirits and everything. They're also and they're also uh, assassins as well. Terrible. Naturally. And so he goes. Well, I've heard rumors of them, but these people, when they attacked him. They only attacked from the shadows. They wore hoods to conceal their faces, but as I was watching from a rooftop, one of them appeared before me. And I could tell you that their incisors were longer than that they should have been. But they let me go. They told me not to tell another soul what I saw. Father, why, pray tell, do you think that they let you go? I don't know. And that is what troubles me. And now that I told you, I worry that they're going to come and kill me. Father, you must protect me. 
oh, uh, I absolutely will. And then um, Abner is going to do a hand symbol. Uh, he's going to trace a circle in the air and then draw an X through it. And then up, and then at the center of that X, he's going to draw a line straight up and then do another circle. He has no idea if that's correct, but he's going to do it. Archibald's watching. There's like, what in the Sam hell are you doing? <laughs> Just trying to keep his composure, but he's very relieved. The guy's not looking back at him because his, his mouth is agape. Like what? <sighs> and so, uh, he goes, yes, I saw them and I saw them carry them away. They, uh, carry them to, uh, they were headed for Slattery's end. Slattery's end. Oh dear boy, you've seen so much. Is there anything more you wish to relieve your soul of? And he goes, uh, well, I do. I don't know if I want to be a criminal anymore, Father. You shouldn't be. Not in this line of work. People who do such terrible things as kidnappings. Why would you want to be associated with them? And he goes, well, we didn't kidnap anybody. I just saw somebody get kidnapped. Yes, but uh, you you could end up associated with a group that does such things. A fair point. But what should I do, Father? I have I've an heard... idea. Oh. You seem like a man that revels in wanting to reveal the truth by people that are ne'er do wells. Is that fair to say? That's fair. Well, there's a small little newspaper company that could use the talents of a man such as yourself. Honest work pays up front, but protecting innocent paper deliverers might be right up your alley. He goes, it seems like honest work. If you can get me out of here, I will do it. I believe we'll be speaking with your uh, current jailers then. That would be great. Thank you. I'm going to look at Locks and just ask, do you have any further questions? No. Then we'll be going. Blessings be unto you, my good child. And so he goes, of course, please, Father, those, get me out of here if you can. I will see what we can do. I can promise no more than to speak the good word. And so you guys turn uh, and you knock the three knocks on the door. You hear the click and the door opens and... You walk out back out the hallway, you walk down, walk out, and just over at a table, you see Vasily and Nigel laughing, and it looks, it looks like they're taking shots. The charismatic magic of that nam- man never ceases to amaze me. It's quite impressive, isn't it? 
And so he turns, he sees you guys coming and goes, Ah, friends, friends, it is good to see you. Uh, Nigel and I were just recapping an old adventure that he and his uh, mother and I had went on when we were younger. I'm sure it was quite interesting. Oh, it was. Oh, it was. But it was quite a thrilling tale, and I'm afraid we do not have the time to do it justice here. What did you learn? Oh, we learned quite a bit. Uh, first off, Breadloaf, can I have my cane back, please? Oh, right. There you are. And I'll take that back from him, um, and I'll just fill Facili and Nigel in on what was told to us, but also <laughs> I want to talk to Nigel and be like, so of the possibility of releasing this person. And so, uh, well, first we'll do Vasily's reaction. As soon as you tell us Vasily, he kind of goes white in the face. Like, all the color just kind of drains. And he just goes, oh, shit, that is not good news at all. He was kidnapped, we'll save him, and we're done, yes. And he goes... You do realize that if this is true, that means that not only there is an assassin underground network of vampires, but then we as regular people, you know, that vampires like to kill, are going to go in there and try and get him out without fighting them? That does present a couple hiccups, you are right. Exactly, and do not do not take this with offense, my friends, because I mean it from the place of loving, but your both combat experience is the equivalent of wet paper towels. It is indeed, yes, I would agree upon that. Would you not, Redloaf? Yeah, yes, indeed I would. And Although so his you... shooting is fairly well. well. Usually vampires move faster than the bullets, so, but... but, but, but that is a rumor I've heard and hopefully isn't true. But in the meantime, let's let's finish up our business here and we'll talk more about that in the meantime. And so uh, you then turn to Nigel, tell him about letting him go, and he goes, Nigel just turned and goes, you see, now why would I do that? Because rather than just letting him go, you can still keep tabs on him through us. Yes, turn him over to our custody. I'm going to put him in employ at one of my father's uh, industries. Okay, so he's not going back to the Boiler Brothers, and you can assure me of that. Oh, he's changed his ways for sure. He's seen the light as you catch my drift. Yes, our resident holy man has converted him to moral upstandingness. Oh, Fasili, you're now a saint, by the way. And Fasili goes... Don't I know it? <laughs> and uh, Nigel just kind of chuckles at that and goes, "Fine, we will dump him off at the milkmaid's jacket soon. We got to let him fester a little bit. Not know where he's cut. Where is my accent going? Where is your accent going? <laughs> uh, and it's he all goes, it is all over the damn place. <laughs> and he goes, "Fine, we'll let him." Uh, Fester just a little bit before we put him back. Got to make sure he doesn't know where to find us again. Absolutely fair. 
You'll be at the Milkmaid's Jacket within the week. Thank you ever so much, Nigel. I hope we can do business again. Of course. We'll call on you should we need it. I'm sure you will. And so you guys turn you turn to exit and everything, and where do you guys go from here? I think it might be wise to return to the Milkmaid's Jacket. Vampires? That's a different set of rules. I agree. We need to learn a couple of things about how to take them down. Well, instead of Milkmaid's Jacket, perhaps we should go see Faust, the librarian. So, you guys head to the librarian and everything, and uh, you get to the door, and we hear Archibald knock on the door, and you hear from the other side of the room, just goes, Yeah, yeah, I'm coming! Just give me a minute! And eventually... You hear the uh, jangling of multiple locks on the door, and he opens, and he goes, Ah, Archibald, you son of a bitch. How you doing? Come on in. Come on in. Uh, yes. We, we went to go see Faust, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, pleh, hello, Faust. It's been far too long. Did Thomas drop by here? I refer and he to goes, him. And he goes, You know, this is, that is, that's very funny, actually. I uh, haven't seen him in a few days. Ah. Uh, and I've been like, well, I miss the kid. Kind of reminds me of me. But uh, not as good looking, you know? <laughs> Fair enough, Vasily. Uh, You're not Vasily. Uh, Faust. Uh, <laughs> we'll put a pin in that conversation for later. Um, that's kind of why we're here. What do you know about an underground ring of vampire assassins? And he goes, well, what have you heard? If it's news, I want to hear it, because uh, I've been trying to figure out where they've been this entire time. Does this crass man actually know anything, or should we... He's got an ex- he has an eccentric facade, I assure you, but no, this, this man is the one to go to for matters of the occult. And he goes, the thing about vampires is, they want you dead. You're already dead. We humans can't really go up against them unless we have something up our sleeves. You usually only get one shot, and if they don't, if you don't get that one shot, you're done. Does that uh, help anything for you? I mean, you basically just told me that they can kill me quickly, but I trust that uh, dear Breadloaf here will. Well, he trusts you, so I will for now go along. And. Uh, uh, Faust turns to uh, you, Arkham, and goes, you keep weird company, kid. I have heard that before, yes. And so uh, he goes, so, why do you want to go after vampires? It seems like a one-way ticket. Well, one of our compatriots, Thomas, seems to have unfortunately fallen under their capture. Oh, shit. If, what was it, uh, Abner, the these vampires are trading in spirits? Yes, indeed. Well, that makes sense. I've heard the rumors about holes going on for a while now. Go on. Holes are... Holes are corpses, actually. Uh, that are not fully dead. They're only... Uh, they're only mostly dead, actually. And, uh... What happens is, if somebody dies, they uh, 
their physical body is not usable anymore. They just plop one of these out, plop the soul in, and that's how that's how they use it from now on. Hmm, I've so, heard rumors that uh, I've heard rumors that uh, certain people are trying to build robots to do the same thing, but uh, the vampires are a lot more better at it if you catch my drift. Better versed in occult magic than us mere mortals. Ah, that's it. You get it. So they transfer their essence from one husk of a mortal being until that one is used up and they can jump around ad nauseum for all of eternity. For the right price. Well, vampires can't, because if you're a vampire, you don't got a soul. I don't know if that's actual truth or not, but that's what they say. Hmm. Fair enough. I've never Fair actually enough. been able to research a vampire enough. I'm just going off of a lot of hearsay. Have you any resources that might assist us here in this library? Um, you have a plethora of unique journals. And he goes, I don't have a re. Well, I do. I do have a resource, but they're not a book. They're actually a person. Oh. In fact, actually. I can introduce them to you. Uh, and but how, here's what's going to happen. First is we're going to go about, this is going to go into the approach section of our score. So the score is going to be rescuing Thomas. And what is the way that you'd like to go about doing this? Successfully. Yeah, that's not the option. So when it comes down to planning for a heist, you have to uh, choose the different options. There's the social, there's the stealth, there is uh, the attack option, which is just blasting your way through the front doors. Um, and there, yeah, so which way do you want to go? I think go in the diplomatically. And if they are ones that have a matter of price, which means this is a business deal. Perhaps we can haggle him out that way. And so, uh, Abner, do you agree with this? Um, what would... Is that social, then? So that would actually technically fall under... This could be social, but this also... So technically, this could be social, uh, this could be a cult, this could be stealth or deception. Yeah, because I don't see much option like deception. I feel like as vampires with keen senses, we're gonna be that's gonna be seen through. Mm. Um, the only reason I lean towards that usually is just because my sway. <laughs> but your sway is pretty supernatural. It's real good, right? When the dice like you, <laughs> right? But I feel like and you know, also when, when I remember my special abilities, like I need oh, to yeah. remember to use them, <laughs> right? I I, th- I still kind of feel like. I don't know. Can we can we use sway in a social situation? Because if we're trying to do, I don't know, legit, like buy him out. Yes, you can also do that as well. We, I I feel like because bluff is part of it, also mm-hmm. right? Bluff, disguise, and logic, charm, deception, bluff. Right. Like that's all part of it. But. Hmm. What did you want to do for it again? I'm sorry. I I, I think, you know, uh, I'll act it out. Well, I don't know if there's any way to get around the keen senses of a vampire. But if they do 
fold for the right price, perhaps a straight-up business deal. Might be the way to go and just buy him out of there. They are trading in spirits, after all. Hmm. Actually, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he he uh, too many carbs. Uh, just uh, a, a few too many sweet loaves. Uh, but yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And so, uh, and so that is what we're going to do, is we're going to do a social route when we get back. In the meantime, we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back shortly. Bye. right now up here no not right now um there's a possibility of us bringing back a uh, stabby stab stab <laughs> okay um which is about the two girls who attempted to kill their friend so they could go to the slender mansion with slender man yeah I I I, oh yeah no i looked into getting tickets for it you gotta be quick it sold out we <laughs> yeah we sold out we sold oh, out yeah. the entire performance. Oh, what a problem. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Because uh, Callista and I were going to go to it, and then we just couldn't get tickets. So. <laughs> womp womp. Alrighty. Well, on that note, uh, shall we get started with the heist portion? Mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so uh, in regards to that, and re- I usually start off a heist. With we've already got our approach, so now we need to figure out our loads. That's so. what I should have been doing on the break. <laughs> it's all oh, right. yeah. So, uh, Archibon, what is your load going to be for this particular venture? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What are my... I, I guess, you know, this is very specific... Mm-hmm. You know, for for what we need, I feel like. Mm, I want to say normal is going to be the size. Okay. Oh, you're but packing this time. I feel like, you know, he, he's like, I, I need as much as I can get. Okay. <clears throat> oh, dying. So, yeah. All right, and what are you bringing with you? Uh, I feel like climbing gear, subterfuge supplies, and tinkering tools are all a must. Okay, and that's under. And you currently have enough for light. If you're doing normal, you can pick up to two more. Oh, I know. So, what's in the gray box about? So, the gray box uh, in roll twenty is all of your items that are particular to a spider. So, for instance, okay. uh, the fine pair of pistols, because you know why not. And then the fine cover identity, because that just fits who you are. It's like, I'm not being somebody who's being seen. A fine bottle of whiskey, because, you know, you fancy. Uh, Blueprints can be blueprints to anything you tell me that they are. 
a, a vial of slumber essence. Uh, pretty straightforward. You use this on a person, they fall asleep. Concealed palm pistol, once again, pretty straightforward. Mm. And so these are all things that are particularly to a spider. Now, any of those things that are in italics are stuff that doesn't count towards your weight. So I could take the two that count toward, but then take some extra. Is that yes. what I'm understanding? Yes. Well, isn't that fun? Okay. So I feel like that makes sense. The so taking the blueprints because we know where we're going, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Well, first you're gonna go to uh, find uh, the person that Faust knows, and then you're gonna go from there. Okay, I, I think uh, the blueprints will be a TBA depending on what's you know being described. Okay, and um, so... And then I have a Spirit Bane Charm and a Vial of Slumber Essence in italics. Okay, fantastic. And Andre, what about you? I know for sure I have my cane sword. Um, I'm going to take Fine Loaded Die and Trick Cards. So that's... Those are both one. Um... I'm debating going light or heavy. Normally, I aim lighter. So, for fine clothes and jewelry, is that what I'm wearing? Or am I, like... That's not, like, a disguise where I'm, like, I have that in my backup, right? That is... That can be something you're wearing, but it could also be, like, a change of clothes. Hmm. So, like, let's say you want to do something, but then you want to throw people off scent. You can change your clothes. Be like, well, that's not me. I'm not wearing that sort of deal. I feel like we're going. I feel like we're going in a little bit more straightforward. So I'd be wearing it. It's like a spray paint booth in Grand Theft Auto, (laughs) except for humans, right? Um. Yeah, I feel like I would be wearing it. So I'm definitely wearing fine clothes and jewelry. Like that. That is for sure a thing. All right. Um. What was the other thing I had a uh, question about? I actually had a question about one of these. No, it wasn't that. You're Chris. You're bringing the spear paint charm. Yep. So I'm not going to do that. Um. Oh, my other question. That's actually what it was. Vampires are a thing in Blades in the Dark, right? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> so, oh, oh yeah, they let's uh, let's now. talk about let's talk about that from the beginning actually. When you said like, "Oh, I don't know if this is going to throw a wrench in it." Uh, but like vampire, there's rumors that vampires are here and I'm like, <laughs> "Jokes on him. They're going to be running into vampires." Oh, <laughs> <So. laughs> right. And so is that all of your load? Um, uh, I since I don't know much about vampires, I, I think so. All right. Yeah, well, I think you're gonna you're gonna play it accurate to your character in this one. So, uh, so Faust tells you all to kind of dress nicely, as we are going to a fine establishment in Lee Township. Have you seen me, Vasily? Of course, I will dress finely. And Vasily is not the person, but it was Faust. But that's okay. Faust, sorry. <laughs> yes. Either way, you you're short, good, 
Anyway. <laughs> and so uh, Faust tells you to meet him to the next night, and he tells them to meet you at the Sway Cabaret. This seems so, like a fun place. Welcome. <laughs> and so uh, once you guys get there and everything, uh, you see the Sway Cabaret, and it says on the start of it, it says... Uh, uh, whose brazier is it anyway? Featuring Madame Trison. And uh, you walk outside and you see uh, Faust is there. And Faust is, uh, he looks a little bit more dressed up. His hair that usually is all over the place is a little bit, there's a few strands of it actually push, push back down. And he goes, Ah, Archibon, you're here. You're going to love this place, I swear. No, I'm, I'm sure. And he goes, and he goes, uh, Abner, Abner, Akaban, you're going to love this place. It's a very classy joint. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, the person we're going to meet, and he points up to the sign, he goes, we're actually going to meet Madam Treason. We're going to meet who? I'm sorry. Uh, Madam Treason. She's uh, the proprietor of this establishment, and uh, one of the people that I think could get us into... Uh, the place where we're going, so to speak. Oh, I've heard. Oh, I've heard of Madame Treason. Oh, Breadloaf, you're going to love this. So and I've heard. And so uh, you guys walk in, and uh, you... Uh, Petty, actually, do you want to tell us what the... Uh, uh, the the Sway Cabaret looks like? Oh, of course. Um... You walk in, and the Sway Cabaret has... Okay, real quick, before I go into this, could I get, a, like, a, a time period? So th so think, like, Pinky, Peaky Blinders, that time time period, okay. early 20th, late 19th, early 20th century. Okay, so you walk in to the Sway Cabaret, and you see elegant and deep purple curtains covering the stage, pulled back by golden tassels, lots of uh, incandescent footlights on a worn stage that is warm and has seen many a foot trot upon it. The audience has tables with candlelights and golden tassels and fringe as centerpieces and hanging off the sides of the tables. Lots of very pretty... Um, Folks walking around and performers, both in dress and not in dress, in hand with champagne. And you tell me you can improv. <laughs> All right. And so uh, Faust uh, walks in and he goes, All right, we're going to take a table. We're going to watch the show. And uh, we'll talk to Madame Treason afterwards. She really oh. doesn't like it if you disturb her beforehand. Absolutely, Breadloaf. It's so pretty, isn't it? And I'm gonna like hit on his arm. <laughs> and so uh, you watch the show. It is done very well. Uh, each performer comes out, does it to with a, uh, and uh, does it to a jazz band that a live jazz band that's actually playing in the pit alongside this uh, theater and everything. They play to the live jazz band, and uh, each performer goes. We see one performer, a second performer, a third performer, and uh, and so then, uh, last but not least, Madame Trezon comes out, does a great, excellent performance, and it ends with a standing ovation. 
and eventually, uh, eventually, um, the house starts to file out. And at the end of the show, Faust leans over to you two and goes, "All right, be right back. I'm gonna go let the bartender know that I want to see Miss, uh, sorry, Madam Trezon." And uh, he stands up and he walks over to the bar. Yeah, here's to your success, old boy. We're not gonna talk to anybody, are we? No, no, and uh, um, <laughs> I'm very focused on just everything that's going on on stage. So just clapping and not paying attention to them. And so uh, we see Faust walk up to the bartender and goes, Hey, uh, you know Madam Trezant, uh, why don't you go tell her an old friend is out in the audience and I would like to talk to her afterwards. And uh, he nods and he goes back. And... Uh, Backstage, Madam Treason, you are basically, it's the end of the show and everything. And uh, one of the bartender, he, he comes up, his name is, uh, his name is Ignatius. And he comes up and goes, oh, uh, Madam, uh, yeah. there, there is a uh, person outside. Uh, looks kind All of right, deep. Ignatius, on with it. Let's go. And uh, he goes, sorry, sorry. He says he was an old friend uh, sitting back uh, left side of the house and everything. Uh, he looks a little bit, he's a little short, has a little bald hair. He said his name was Faust. Uh, yes, my Fausty. Uh, tell him I'll be back once I've packed up my pasties. And he goes, of course, of course. And uh, so he bows and walks out. And... Uh, for Abner and Archibon, a few minutes later, uh, a few minutes later, uh, Faust comes back and he goes, All right, she'll be right out. She said she had to pack up her pasties and everything. As one is meant to do, of course. That makes so much sense. Oh, it was a lovely show. Don't you agree, Bedlow? It, it was something, all right. And so uh, he goes, Yeah, yeah, you're going to love Madame Trees. And she, uh, she has a way of just getting with. Uh, getting into, getting along with just everybody, just about everybody. And so, after a few minutes go by, uh, Madam Treason, you come out and uh, you see these three people standing there. And since this is the first time introducing these characters, uh, Abner, why don't you describe what you look like for Madam Treason? I am wearing um, a large black uh, coat. Um, underneath, I have just a really fine dress. It's all dark. It's all like blacks and grays with a little pop of purple. Um, and my overcoat itself has a little pop of, or uh, uh, the lining of it itself is purple. So if you like, if I move around, you can catch that. All so right. What, fantastic. Cool. Uh, anything else you wanted to add, Abner? Um, no. Right. Not yet. <laughs> Fantastic. And then Archibon, what does your character look like? All right, Archibon Westchester. Uh, he's got his black evening coat with these crushed red velvet uh, vest on uh, with a gold pocket watch. He also has his telltale red and gold monocle in his eye. Oftentimes he'll have his hair pulled back in a ponytail, but tonight it's down. Uh, yeah, and wearing too many rings on his fingers. Alrighty, and so uh, and so as you walk up, Madam Treason, uh, Faust goes, Ah, Patty, it's so good to see you. Ah, uh, Faust, 
Christy. And she pulls him in for like a very like cutesy little hug, but there's a lot of space between the bodies, like how you hug someone that you know they want to hug you, but you don't really want to hug them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so he uh, he goes, uh, and he goes, uh, Betty, let me introduce you. These are, these are a couple other friends of mine. Uh, well, one of them's a friend. The other one I just met today. Uh, this is uh, Akaban Westchester. You heard of him? He's of uh, the Westchester family. You know, those uh, well-to-do types, you know, got the money types. Oh, hello, Archibald. You look dashing tonight. As you, milady. And he what, thank you. Did take... you enjoy my show? Oh, of course I did. And uh, he bends down and kisses her hand. I thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, this this uh, dashing man in purple here, his name is Abner Lumen. Okay, uh, Abner. Yes. Let me, you need to. I want to see the inside of this coat and I want to twirl. Show me the purple. Yes. Oh, of course. Uh, and he's going to twirl and do every, do all the dazzling things. All right. You can't keep performing for me because I'm going to put you on my stage if you keep going. Stop it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Gig. It's lovely gonna, to meet you. He's going to hold out his hand like he always does and um, introduce himself. My name is Abner Lumen, my succulent truffle. <laughs> Has anybody ever said that you're just glowing? No. Go on. <laughs> All right, Fausty, if you're not going to bring me champagne and ha- let me celebrate, you had better tell me what you want to talk to me about. And he goes, well, uh, actually, that is what we want to talk to you about. I would like champagne if if we could while we talk. Fine. And he goes, Ignatius, champagne for the table. It's going to be on Westchester's bill here. Of course. Thank you, Breadloaf. We call him Breadloaf. Oh, you seem deserving of that name. Don't worry about it. This is my establishment. It's on the house. And she winks at him. (laughs) And so, uh, and so after, while he's getting that ready, uh, Faust goes, so, yeah, about that, uh, we actually might have a job that we need you for. How can I help you, Fausty? He goes, well, it's about the night market. You know, the one uh, that's been rumored about it. I know the of... night market. Yes, Fausty. He goes, good. Well, we need you to get us there. <laughs> I think I'm going to need some champagne first. And Can he goes, you tell me a little bit about why you're looking for such a place? And he goes, well, that's that's good. That's good. So, uh, well, and he turns to uh, Abner and uh, Archimon for that. A compatriot of ours has uh, seemingly found his way into the night market by no choice of his own, and we need to retrieve him. Can you use real words for once, Breadloaf? Honestly, one of our dearest, most trusted friends fell into a bit of trouble, and we need to help him out. That's what I said. That's not at all what you said. Bread low stop. We're, we're, we're going to put no. a pin in this for later. Uh, okay. And so Fausty goes, yeah, so uh, I know you're really good with uh, being able to counteract spirits and all the traps that are meant to keep regular people out and everything. 
And uh, so we was hoping you would uh, help us get down there. She finishes the last of her champagne and puts her glass down. And she looks at all of them very seriously for just a moment and looks at Fausti and says, well, you know, Fausti, I'm good at a lot of things. I think I can help you and your friends. Fantastic. What did I tell you? I told you Madam Treason was one of the best. And uh, he goes, so, Madam, when can you start? Sooner the better. <laughs> well, this is your project and your immediacy, but if you need me now, let's go. All right. And so uh, we fast forward a little bit to a couple hours later. It's around midnight at this time. And... Uh, as you guys are walking, you are walking into uh, one of the center areas of the Yellowron's Gate, which is actually the only city park in all of the Onyx Vale, actually. And so uh, the Yellowron's Gate is the uh, only park, and it is at the foot of the governor's mansion and everything. And so uh, we see uh madam treason leading everybody through this park and they come to a fountain and as they come to a fountain we uh see madam uh treason kind of sit next to the fountain and there seems to be what this looks like a little dial kind of like a rotary phone dial she goes sits looks around make sure nobody's watching and kind of just presses the numbers and eventually the numbers open and so immediately the water drains out of the fountain and you see a set of steps leading downwards does Isn't anybody that fancy yeah all right and do everybody uh go down all right my friends do I just jump in? I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do. No, no, no. It's fine. Uh, feel free to jump in whenever. Yeah. And uh, I usually I'll ask leading questions and everything about that, too. So, uh, Chris, should I be worried of the fact that I'm getting the lost connection to server? server I, I keep getting that, too. I do as well. Um, as long as uh, everybody also downloads their local, the recordings will continue. Okay. Okay. So just but a heads up for you... this one, we'll need everybody to download it. Okay. But if you That's want, I always do. you could try to stop it and just pick it back up and we'll part piece it together. No, that's all right. I'll keep it going. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and so, um, and so the, the stairs reveal, but you actually feel a gust of very cold wind, like. It is actually about 65 degrees out currently, but this gust of cold wind makes it feel like it's 30. Ooh, it is a, tis, a tidbit nipply down there now, isn't it? It's absolutely dreadfully cold. Well, um, bread loaf. Bread loaf, go yes. a four. And I think Archibald just looks at him and says this in, the, in his head. He goes, this is not a battle I want to pick. Not before I walk into a, pist- a, a pit of vampires. And he just goes. And so Archibald, you take a step down the stairs. And as you do so, um, one of the things. Uh, so uh, Madam Treason, you are 
in this class what's called as a whisper. A whisper is somebody who is actually really in touch with um, the arcane. Mm -hmm. uh, and so is able to actually um, really and truly feel the things that are happening around, especially as when there's like traps or possessor ghosts coming around. And so uh, as they, as Archimon leads the way, starts stepping down the stairs and eventually Abner follows, and then you follow behind, you do feel kind of a, you feel the hair on the back of your neck stand up and you realize that uh, one of your, one of the things about you is you have a ghost that is friendly to you, that helps you out in these situations. And you hear uh, a voice inside your head just go, there's a trap. Three steps down to the right. Um, Fausti, Abner, Archibond, I have to put this out before we continue. I have a very bad feeling about this. Go on. Without indulging too far, uh, my proclivities give me insight to special circumstances, and I am telling you, in the gut of my body, this is going to go poorly. Going this direction, my darling, are you sure? What I'm feeling and what I'm sensing is you are actively putting yourself all in a grave amount of danger. Well, we we must find another direction. Am I correct, my dearest breadloaf? I would look for either a different direction or, if you're going to continue anyways, I would be ready and prepared to fight. Oh, we, 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 uh, breadloaf, breadloaf. <laughs> yes. We, we can't fight. No, no, that's not what we do. Right, and I and she walks up to Archibond and just grabs his little collar and says, oh, we're not a warrior, are we? I would find a different direction than the one you're thinking of going. And uh, Madam Treason, at that moment you hear uh, the Nerex is the name of the ghost that gives you aid at this time. It goes, the pathway to the left, least traveled, but a little safer. And Petty, I think, I think Madame Trison, or at least me, I just don't know how much I'm supposed to tell. <laughs> uh, it's up to you. You can tell as much as you'd like. You can help out. Uh, the big thing is you are kind of acting as a pathfinder to get them where they need to go. For you, usually going to the night market is very easy. But for them, there's intentional traps laid here for people for them to not find the night market. That is helpful to know. Yep. Um, and could you also, I know this is recording and I'm sorry. No worries. Am I expected to continue and go down with them or is my purpose just to get them there? Your purpose is to continue and go down with them and you're going to help them get uh, okay. this person out as well. Yep. Beautiful. Thank you. Okay. All right. I'm a person who knows things. <laughs> God fucking damn it. This is why when my when I improv, I just take my clothes off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're doing fantastic. I don't so. have to talk a single goddamn second. <laughs> <laughs> I, if it helps you, I do a lot better 
in this version of like improving where people don't have to see me. Yeah, I was like, I am literally in a onesie with unicorns that says petty treason on it. Yes, that's fantastic. It would be a hot mess express if the camera was on. I'm literally just painting my nails. That's what's happening right now. Oh, I'm organizing rhinestones. I'm literally organizing. Like I needed a fidgety thing for my hands to do while I'm anxious about it. I was like, oh, I got to do something. It's Um, a non-visual medium, guys. (laughs) Don't worry. We're providing plenty of descriptions here. How will people know that I'm worthy if they can't see how much makeup I put on my face? All right. Um, okay. Petty, like, takes a moment, or Madame Trison takes a moment, centers herself. She's giving very much the weird art teacher vibes. Um, still hot, though. Like, still cleavage to the gods, but, like, lesbian art teacher vibes. Um, when I listen to myself and the world and the things that the world tells me, it is not safe for you in this passageway where you are going is specifically set up not for you. So I need you to be careful and aware when you enter this space and you need to hang to the left. That is both vague and rather specific. Uh, Bread loaf. (laughs) As you are the one that sees farther than I do, I, I think in the short term you, um, Thoughts, please. You are just the master of oratory skill right now, Abner. <laughs> okay. You thoughts, please. <laughs> Good. Oh. Well, I am one who is more than willing to listen when I am out of my element, and I am. So if she says to the left, then to the left is where we will go. All right. And so... Uh, you guys go down to the left, and as you go down to the left, you realize that you're going down a little bit of a hallway. And eventually, that hallway opens up, and what looks like to be a much bigger room that's about 10 by 20 feet uh, in height and length. And as soon as you step towards the entrance of the room, you notice that there is one straight line all the way across the room. However, past that straight line, there is nothing. It is pitch black. You can't see much more than five feet down. And uh, Madame Trison, as you approach this area, you hear, once again, the Possessor Ghost uh, whisper in your mind. It just goes, uh, False Steps. Not sure where. Be careful. Possessor ghosts throughout this entire area. All right, my friends. I'm glad we've made it down this far, but I want to be transparent in that this is a world that is dangerous to you. I need you to constantly be watching where you're going, and I have a sense of false footing coming ahead. Breadloaf, I believe that means you should go first. 
I love. I find how, it absolutely hilarious. You're sending the guy with the most stress in to go first. How, how noble of you! Give me that, and I think he swipes for the cane so he can poke around the steps prior. Oh, but I could use. Okay. If I'm going <laughs> first, I get the cane. But I. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So, what do you do, Archimon? So I think, you know, slowly. You know, walking down, I think he's going to use the cane to kind of like poke and prod at the steps, each one of them. Mm-hmm. So you get, uh, you do the first step, and as you place it on there, you put a little bit of weight on it, nothing happens. So then you decide to put uh, your foot onto it, and nothing happens with that one either. Uh, uh, Madam Treason, by the way, and if, if at any point you want to try and figure out the exact location of any of the possessor ghosts in this room, feel you can feel free to roll and attune. Okay, and what's the benefit of fighting these ghosts? Uh, you can let Archibon and uh, Abner know, and they can, and you basically we can do things to try and get them, try and like... Uh, figure out ways to not have them possess them, or they can at least have a basically giving a, giving a bonus to resisting the possession, more or less. Wait, so these ghosts are actively trying to possess Abner and Archibond? Yes. Oh, well that would have been something to tell me. That explains the tingles. <laughs> I mean, I was getting there. Well. <laughs> Bread <live. laughs> Ah, oh, Mr. Ripper, I don't know. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so you can roll that at any point. Um, you just let me know when you roll it. And so, uh, Archibon, you reach forward, press it against the uh, stone again, and uh, once again, holds your weight. You take another step forward, and... This time, you're going to do it again, but this time, as soon as you push, put a little bit of weight on it, the thing falls away. Oh, oh, oh. that's unpleasant. Um, As are you. Um, Let's continue forward. And so, you have now noticed, because there's nine steps in total, that step number three is the false wall. Uh, Madam Treason, do you want to do an attunement at all? What is attuning? Basically, is uh, more or less attunement is uh, attuning to spirits in the ghost field, uh, perceive and communicate with ghosts, and understand any sort of specters out there. Okay, I'll, I'll roll for attunement. All right, so this one is going to be a risky, and it's going to be a standard effect. Uh Uh-oh. So, uh, you rolled a two and a two. So, in in Blades in the Dark, just a reminder for our audience and for our people who are joining us today, is a two is a failure. Uh, And so, uh, as of right now, you were not able to sense any ghosts in this area at this time. However, you do notice that um, one of the things you do notice is kind of an advantage 
is that usually when ghosts have been around a place, they usually leave some sort of aura. This place doesn't also doesn't have that aura currently. All right, my friends. Now that I've attuned to my environment and taken in what I can, I don't foresee running into any... Oh, shit balls! I have no idea. Any specters? <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really want to just be like, I don't <laughs> see running into any. Oh shit! Balls. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I would like to avoid those as well. Yes, Wait, does um, everybody know yeah. that there are ghosts around? I don't understand this world. <laughs> what are the rules? So, uh, in regards to this, no, you're the only one who can see ghosts. Did they know that ghosts are real? And they uh, like read it I in a textbook. Yeah. These are follow-up questions that needed to be answered. Let's <laughs> put you roast right goddamn now. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So just so just a little bit of uh, background story here is uh, in regards to ghosts. Well, it's on the on the same line of rumors of vampires, and so uh, they. Nobody has actually been able to confirm they're real. Uh, Madam Trezon, you know they're real. But uh, for Abner and uh, Archibon, they don't know if they're real. Okay. So hopefully that helps. And yes. incredibly sorry. All right. No, 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 no. Thank you. Yep. Um, so Betty takes a deep breath in and closes her eyes to ground herself to the situation and says, I'm not sensing any auras from my specter friends. And she opens her eyes. At the moment, my friends, I feel I am not going to be a useful guide. I'm, I've lost my connection with my spiritual world. And so how is Abner and Archibon reacting to that? Lost your connection as to... Uh, I, I'm terribly sorry. That is not my realm of uh, expertise. Uh, what does that mean? And Petty just, or Madame Trezon just stops and turns around and looks at him and says, you ask me to take you to the night market and you don't know what I mean when I say I cannot find my specter friends in my otherworldly community. Oh, oh, I'm terribly sorry. Um, yes, I apologize Oh, that's okay, sweet. And she giggles a whole bunch and pinches his cheek. It's fine. I'm. It's fine. But at this moment, I'm not sensing any danger. But my friends are not communicating with me. Oh, I I think terribly rude of them, isn't it? I think Archibon's just continuing because he's just a little bit too far away to actually listen. Just like poke the stairs, walk forward. Poke the stairs, walk forward. Okay, so. Uh, in regards to that, I'm seeing that like Archimon's currently on step two, and uh, Abner and Treason are on step zero, more or less. And yeah. so you will have to do a bit of a finesse to be able to hop over this tile. Me or Archimon? Finesse, huh? Yeah. Have fun. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. At least I have. What's your finesse at? <laughs> Mine's terrible. Mine's a one. Yeah, same. <laughs> All right. You could always push yourself, take two stress, or accept a devil's bargain. <laughs> well, we're going to see what happens. But for now, no. We'll see what happens. All right. So this is going to be risky 
and standard. Risky standard. How's your stress doing, Chris? I, I got four before trauma sets in. <laughs> All right, what we get? Oh, no. <laughs> oh give me the Christmas, Batman. Here we go. Here oh, we no, go. Oh, Bond, you've got trauma. <laughs> no. So, you rolled a one on this, but because it's not a desperate situ- like desperate position and the great is- effect is not great, uh, this isn't going to be an absolute crucial thing. However, as you go to step forward and hop onto the next one, as you put your the cane down on it, it also falls through. And uh, you're able to grab on and hold on, but you're slipping off a little bit, and the cane falls into the mist. Oops. And so we see Archibald basically just holding on to what is the fourth uh, step in the uh, fourth tile while slipping slightly downwards. Uh, Adner, is there anything you're going to do? Oh, dear. I suppose I should help. Um, Looking at what I have... Uh, how far, <laughs> how far away from me is he? Well, uh, if you, I'm assuming you've gone up to the second step currently. Yeah. So as you walk up to the second step, he is about mm, about five feet from you. I don't want to lay down. <laughs> um. Can I take off my fine clothes and jewelry and then lay down to get him? Sure. Are you I'm telling me you're going to lay down? Are you you're telling me you're laying down naked and everything? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> down to my small clothes. Okay. So, so down to just the... Uh, the Okay, so you... Because I don't want to get them ruined while we're going to go do a thing, but I want to save him. Gotcha. So you turn to Madam Treason and just go, can you hold these? And you start taking off, like, your coat, the vest, and the tie. (laughs) And uh, then you lay down, and what are you going to do? I'm going to reach out to try to grab his hand, and I'm just going to yell, Breadloaf, grab me! I think for a brief second he's like, maybe the abyss isn't so bad. <laughs> but then he's like, the you know, the instinct to survive takes over and he reaches out. All right. So for this one is going to be, uh, and so this actually can be a for me probably. Yeah. So this is going to be a finesse roll. However, what can happen in this particular one is this can be a group assist, and what that means is. One person is going to roll, and then everybody's going to roll. But no matter what, if they fail it, they will still pass. But that person who is assisting with it, it just takes the stress. Okay. Um, so, so for instance, and this can go for a Madam Treason, is you can be the one assisting with it, and then you'll roll, and they all will roll. But they will, uh, they will still pass, but you will just take stress if they fail. So what do I, um, on position? So position's going to be desperate. Okay. The effect is going to be great. Thank you. 
And what is it we're rolling again? I'm sorry. Uh, First and foremost, let me ask you, uh, do you want to give them that uh, aid? Yeah. Okay. So uh, then you roll finesse as well, and it's going to be desperate and great. And then Lox, you're going to roll another finesse, desperate, great. I rolled a two, kids. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh God. Oh, that's a critical Double fail. <laughs> I thought that Jesus. I... Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck. How did I roll the best? Okay, well. Uh, I won. So, first and foremost, not only did we roll a critical fail, we also... <laughs> so, let me just... Let me, let me just go over all the rules here real quick. We rolled a two, which is bad. But then we rolled a critical fail, which is even worse. And then uh, we all rolled a one. So. Fuck. <laughs> I am sorry. Uh, and so, uh, here is, here is. We're not even, we're not even into the heist. Oh, God. No, we're, 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 oh, in, the God. we're, we're in the score part currently. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing well. So. <laughs> Okay, so we see uh, Madam Treason is kind of like holding on to kind of a ledge and is holding on to more or less uh, the back of the shirt of Abner. And uh, we see, uh, basically, we see Archibon kind of like lean one hand off and reach and is going to try and push himself off. When he pushes himself off, he pushes himself off not far enough and... Uh, ends up basically doing that finger slip thing where you don't catch each other. And uh, they end up falling through uh, and falls into the abyss. Uh, Abner, do me, no, Abner, Archimon, do me a favor. What is the last thing you think of as you pass through the abyss? <laughs> oh my god. Fitting. At least I'm not going to hear things that involve carbohydrates anymore. You know, it's you know what's actually funny is like <laughs> it's always episode five with you. I, you son of a bitch! No, <laughs> episode five. I fall from a great height. <laughs> son and, of a bitch! It happened in so, Titanfall too. And so <laughs> is he dead? We'll get there. <laughs> um, and so Archibon disappears under it. And uh, what is Abner? And Madam Treason's reaction to this. Absolutely not. There is no way he can be gone. Oh, dang. Well, I am. No. Uh, <laughs> well, I am. My <laughs> dearest, loveliest um, uh, uh, sauerkraut, you cannot. That's the least reaction we could have at the moment. He cannot be gone. I am so sorry for the loss of your friend. No, he is not gone. Okay, well, let's figure it out then. We will... I, how, I will get him back. How do I get him back? I'll set I off all the people homes in my house. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so, as you hear Abner kind of just go, how do I get him back? You hear a voice go, get her back. And uh, <clears throat> Madam Treason, you turn first, and you find uh, one of your friends, Skurlock, the vampire. 
Gerlock, as I live and breathe. And then goes, ah, Patty, it is good to see you. What brings you down to the night market? Are you uh, <laughs> Well, honestly, my friends here were asking me for a favor to help find their friend, and I obliged. Oh, okay, well, that is good. I thought you were actually bringing food down for a second, which I was like, that is very rare. Next time. Tell me all about it next time. But do you think you could help us? Of course. What can I do? Well, my friend here, and she points at Abner, um, seems to have lost his other friend. Oh, fell into the abyss, eh? Yes, you know how that goes. Oh, of course, of course. Oh, so I really need to get my Archibond back. And it goes, of course, but uh, you do know that that is the entrance to the night market, yes? Well, yes, of course I know that. But you know he is a mortal man, right? Oh, yes, it is. It's going to take him a little bit. Here, here, here. And the uh, and uh, Abner, as you're kind of like uh, crying and everything... Uh, <clears throat> You're, uh, you don't notice that Skurlock is here, but he stands you up and he goes, Hello, friend! My name is Skurlock, and what is yours? You. I. No. I, um. Uh. Locks? Locks. We. We locks. Um. And, I, uh. Skurlock turns to you, Madam Trees, and goes, is he normally like this? Honestly, I don't know his normal, but he is quite upset about his friend. Ah, yes. I, too, get upset when I lose my keys. <laughs> keys. <laughs> keys. Yes. Keys. Locks. Locks. And he goes, and he goes locks, friend, friend. Keys. Yes. Um, um, yes. Locks. Oh. Terror. Terribly sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, and he's going to try to correct himself. Uh, my name is Abner Lumen, if you please. And he's going to extend his hand like he always does. And he um, goes, nice to meet you. I am Skurlock. And as you grab his hand, you realize it is ice cold. Oh, how cold. Um, that's ever so slightly unpleasant, but that's fine. I enjoy slight pleasantries. Um, I have a friend. I have two friends now that have been lost, and I need to find both of them. However, um, I need your assistance if you could. Um, something about you is not normal, as you were uh, cold when I touched you. Yes, cold. Um, and he goes, I'm, well, it is cold down here. It, it's cold, yes. And he goes, no worries, friend. I'm actually here to help out about that. You're trying to find the night market, yes? If you could, yes, please. Will my friend be down there? He just, he um, somehow went down there. That is something I'm unfamiliar with. And he goes, well, yes, but also no. Um, Abner, Abner's going to do something that's a little different. <laughs> um, he's going to, uh, grab, he's going to, just in his right hand, he's going to grab him by the scruff and just go, look, 
I have a lot of eccentricities, and I get that. And I get that people don't take me seriously right now. But that's not what I'm after. What I'm after is two people. You let me get down there to find them. Now. All right. Ooh, this sounds like a command. All right. So let's I'm roll. really bad at that. <laughs> let's roll. Let's roll a command. Uh, if you'd like to push yourself and take some stress, you can get a bonus die on that one. But I'm also going to give you a bonus yeah, die because of the uh, situation. So you can give yourself two bonus dice. Is there any two way for me die. to assist? Actually, yes, you can. Instead, uh, what happens is. Uh, he gets another bonus dice. So three bonus dice on that one. Three bonus die. Um, what's the position? Desperate, and the effect is great. Three. Three. So, congratulations. That is now a critical success. And so, uh, he rolled a six, a six, and a two. And so, uh, he he, he grabs him by the scruff and uh, Abner, you don't really pay attention to this, but you kind of like swing him around, and eventually he just goes. He, he uh, Skurlock turns, looks at uh, Madame Trees, and goes, "Fucking guy!" And look, and uh, Abner, you look down, you realize that uh, uh, this person is actually floating off the tile where you're at, and he goes, "Yes, I can get you there. In fact." We're going to get there a lot sooner than uh, your friend is. Here. And he reaches out his hand to uh, Madam Treason. Thank you. Take it. Thank you. Take it. Take and it. so, uh, as you take it, you feel just kind of like a pop, and eventually uh, everything moves fast and everything, and then you find yourself immediately taken in by the smell of different herbs and spices as... Uh, you are now in the night market, and you hear a voice go, Garlic! Garlic to make your human taste better! Oh, dear. The, the irony that they're selling garlic in a vampire bazaar is right. <laughs> wonderful. I've always believed that the reason why they have you have garlic is because it makes you taste better, not because they don't like it. <laughs> right, right. It's not an aversion. Just pre-season you before they get you. Pretty much. And uh, Skrillex goes, Welcome to the night market. And uh, you, friend, you should stay here. Not many people actually get to come to the night market. Me? Yes. Oh. oh. <laughs> I can't uh, extend my gratefulness enough. However, I have several things I need to do here. Is there any way I can like proceed and he goes yes of course i will come with you in fact actually let's do this and he snaps his fingers and uh we see archibon uh land on the ground in front of you <coughs> the only difference is <sighs> archibon you have been falling for three years ah uh, yes i knew he'd be okay Am I in hell? I must be in hell. Oh, dearest Breadloaf, we found you. I am in hell, confirmed. <laughs> no. <laughs> Darling, you're not in hell, you're at the night market. And he goes, yes. And uh, and you hear, yes, but uh, time moves differently in that abyss. You might have lost maybe a year or three. Or three. 
Oh, goody. All right. Honestly, what good were you going to do in those years? I'm glad you're back with us. I am as well, dear Breadloaf. Maybe that time taught you how to appreciate my levities. What are the chances that Sword King shows up? Uh, fun, fun fact you ask. Uh, it does. Sh- it does fall. It, it did fall right at the same time you did. However, oh, three years and no taken care of. It does look a lot more rustier than it usually does. Bread loaf. Yes. What have you done to my sword? I don't think I did anything to your sword. I think you... that weird void I fell through did it. I blame you. Nothing. Uh, but I'm glad you're back. But I blame you. But I'm glad you're back. Nothing a nice scrub pad and a fine oil can't fix. Well, you'll do so, won't you, Bradley? Uh, we'll take care of it. Let's get back to the business at hand. And so, as I was, and so, uh, goes, as I was telling your friend here, uh, that normally we do not have humans here unless they're going to be, you know, food. So, uh, yeah, so to speak. Uh, So, uh, what can we do for you? Welcome to the night market. Is there anything you'd like to buy? Spirits? uh, Lumen, Lumen's going to check his nails and just go, Breadloaf, I've done quite a heavy lifting. Oh? Oh, and before we go too far, Andre, after seeing and... Abner too. Abner take two stress from falling into the abyss, and uh, uh, no, Archibon take two stress, and then Abner take three for thinking he was dead. Damn it! <laughs> it's okay. I'm doing good. I'm doing. Good. <laughs> and then, I'm Madam not. Treason, you take one because you don't know how to interact with people in, in emotional times. <laughs> Me and real, relatable, <laughs> and so uh, and so, Skurlock just goes. Well, I'm hoping you did not want to come down here just for the sights. I mean, I'm uh, as much of the next person interested in learning about new things, but now we are looking for another one of our compatriots. He goes, yes, you have said that, but yet none of you have said a name. You know how little that narrows shit down? No, actually, no. Actually, actually, I've had a lot of issues with names lately. So, uh, no, I don't. And he goes, look. We are the underground market. We deal with a lot of souls. We also run an assassin's business. It's how we get food. But, you know, it's all about board and everything. Usually, we do it for all the corrupt people. That's why there's a lot of murders on top, actually. But, you know, it gets us fed without having to be like the predatory vampire type. Those assassins, do they usually auction off their quarry? And it goes, it depends usually. Uh, they don't... On. It depends on the type of work it is. Like, for instance, most of the time, the assassins who are buying stuff, they are literally just doing it so they can get fed. The money afterwards, well, they give it to us, and then we just put it in a mailbox. I'm going to put a pin in that for later. I have more questions. All right. All right, my dearest friend, I have to say, if 
Could you two tell the name of the person you're looking for so I could help you in your quest now that I've gotten you all the way down here? We're looking for a fellow named Thomas who is attuned to a spirit. So I'm curious if those assassins of yours would deal in something like that. And And, and if they deal in smells, he smells like uh, uh, blue cheese. And uh, Skrillock goes, oh, yeah, blue cheese. It smelled really good, actually. So that is why we brought him down here. No, no I'm kidding. Uh, yes, we know Thomas. Thomas Hornwood. Yes, he has a uh, certain demon. Here, let me take you to uh, Let me take you to where he is. <clears throat> oh, Jesus, don't smell bad, right? Right, Fredno? I mean, technically, the more pungent it is, the more flavorful it is, but... but that's what I thought. And you are more quite literally talking about eating mold. So <laughs> he and said so, it, and so and so you walk a little bit further down, and you notice that people are just like, "Who the fuck are these people?" As you're walking by and everything, and uh, and so eventually you get to um, this what looks like a fancy apartment building that's kind of overlooking the whole bazaar and you walk in and you enter what looks like a freight elevator and Skrillock goes <clears throat> so your friend here you know about his uh, little demon problem right well I had inklings of something I've seen signs that I've studied but nothing in specifics and he goes oh well look at you you smart little mortal and he goes, and he turns to Manatrix and goes, where did you find him? You know, sometimes the best things just find you. Ah, yes. That and rashes. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> eventually, eventually uh, we reach the top and he goes, your friend, he has a very old demon, one who... Believes in justice. Has he done anything out of the ordinary that you wouldn't haven't realized about? I mean, he did randomly gun down a prisoner in the middle of a prison. He goes, ah, that. Now that sounds like the work of Leorus. Leorus? Yes. Leorus is an old demon who believes in the power of justice and is more than okay with using... More than okay with using any mortal to achieve that level of justice, even if it ends up ruining their life, so to speak. Hmm. Fighting fire with fire, almost, except everybody burns. Exactly. And, uh, you know, but that does not matter to Leros, because there are still more mortals who can enact his will. Hmm. And so he goes... And he, so he goes, yes, but that is not why we have him. We have him for other reasons. For you see, one of the things that is very good about the night market, and he takes a seat at what looks like the head of a table, but then you realize that he's actually the head of the night market, is one of the things about the night market is we really, really do well with the secrecy and everything. Yes, of course. And I, and Petty just kind of steps out between everybody else and says, of course, and I quite understand that. 
But these folks, and points at Abner and Archibald, have been patrons of my establishment and have shown me that I do think they have the valiant truth within them. Is there any way that I could sway you into giving them their friend back? Fantastic. Let's roll us away. <clears throat> it's going to be risky. Great. Yeah, said the talent. Pause for dramatic effect. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. So you rolled a one and a three. So I we get RPGs. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes in uh, RPGs, the dice just don't like you. So, <laughs> yeah. all right. And so he goes, and he goes, Betty, Betty, my friend. I know, I know. But the thing is, and let me tell you about this: is there is something up top that wants him very badly. I don't know what it is. What is so special about this friend of theirs? And he goes, it's not special about him, for the boy is just a vessel for the demon. But that demon that he has in him is insanely powerful. And Petty turns around and looks at her friends and says, it sounds like you have quite a job cut out for you. And uh, Abner's going to stand up and go, we do... Indeed, my darling. Um, everyone, I would like to make my presence known. A pleasure to meet you. My name is Abner Lumen. And he goes, Ah, oh, you finally got your senses back. Oh, indeed, I did. Now, my darling little friends, shall I take you on a trip of my dear Thomas's here's transgressions. Now, I am sure you know all of them bit by bit, moment by moment. However, are they up to what you need? Wait, what? Sorry. <laughs> are they everything you need him to be? I'm simply suggesting is this the vessel you have chosen and he goes no, no sorry uh i must not have been clear on that we vampires had nothing to do with it <clears throat> what it is is well you see what it is is we believe is that this boy and the demon are going to basically bring a spotlight onto the night market. And thank you. That is exactly what I was wondering. So you think that this boy, this boy that smells of blue cheese is going to be the thing to bring the darkness upon your night market. You believe that, honestly. Yes. <laughs> Well, if there's a worry, why not hand him over to us to get him away from here? Like you said, secrecy I, is what you deal in, correct? As my co-counsel has decided to agree with me, um, why? Why hold him here, then? 
It is because we feel like it is the safest place for him. It's the safest place for the thing that you <laughs> think will destroy your thing. Your night market. Everything that you have built, you decided the thing to place someone who would destroy that is in your place, in your night market. All right. I feel like you're trying to get a sway out of me. I sure am. <laughs> there it is. Layering it on. Uh, let's roll a sway. Desperate uh, great. All right. All right, what do we get? We got Heck six yeah. or four, one of the three. And he goes, <clears throat> All right, fine. We will give him back to you. Just so you know, he did try and resist a little bit. I think that was the demon inside of him resulting, but we do not hold him accountable for it. Oh, I'm sure anyone in such a position would do so. And he goes, and he goes, here is the deal, though. We will keep tabs. In fact, this could be a good working relationship for us. If we need favors to make sure that our night market stays a secret, we will reach out to you. And how many people have you extended this little invitation to? You will be the first. Interesting. There we are in the business of making friends. And he, go, and he goes, I cannot stress this enough. If our secret gets out, I will see to it that you are personally dismembered. Breadloaf, you heard that. They will dismember you. I'm pretty sure that was a uh, ubiquitous claim, not just singular. Uh, that is our leader, so that is how... Oh, no, 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 I think it was specifically about you. No. I, I don't think... Darling. <laughs> and so he goes, the details are unimportant. But, Madam Treason, thank you for your service. It is good to see you. And I'm sorry I missed your show tonight. Much love, of course. Anytime you're available, you know you've got a seat in my house. Of course. I will catch the next one. And so... Uh, <clears throat> He stands up, he turns, and he snaps his fingers, and you see what looks like a jail cell kind of materialize, and you see Thomas there, who is currently unconscious, and he goes, after we were able to subdue the demon, he fell into what looks like he is unconscious at this moment. Mm. I will let you get out. You do not have to go back the same way you came in. I'd appreciate that more than I could possibly elaborate on. And he goes, we will... Reach out to you, should uh, the time come for our working relationship to be improved upon. I look forward to many happy returns. And, As uh, do I. And uh, he kind of, what he does is he goes, you will need this. And he puts out kind of a key and he goes, when this glows... It will allow you to come down to the night market without all of this extra hubbub. The reason why Madam Treason showed you that way is that's because that is where people go the first time. Understandable. Not the same way I went, correct? Uh, you took a little bit of an extended route. I hope that three-year stay wasn't too hard on you. 
Uh, and he just, you know, he, he's got that flashback. You know, it, it looks like 2001 A Space Odyssey when they're hitting warp drive. Just. <laughs> <laughs> nope, uh, not at all. Wasn't hot at all. And so, uh, <clears throat> and so uh, he uh, goes, if you find out anything about anybody who wants that boy, you must let us know. Absolutely. We definitely will. Because our goals align on that. Absolutely. And so if there is there anything else you guys would like to talk about with uh, Skrlock? Otherwise, you guys are good to go. I'm good. No, All right. I think we're good. And so you guys grab onto the key, and immediately you feel that whooshing sound that Abner heard the first time, and you guys find yourself back above ground. In at the Yellowron's the Yellowron's gate, and uh, Madam Treason, your job is done. Is there anything you'd like to say as a parting words to uh, these two, or what is it you do before you leave? Petty or uh, Madam Treason turns around and looks at them, smiles warmly, gives Abner a lovely hug, and not a hug like someone you don't really want to hug, but a hug like someone you actually want to hug. Yeah. <laughs> and she turns good, good, good. around at Archibald and gives him a little wink because she knows it'll make him throw up and get nervous a little bit. Um, <laughs> he seems the type. Um, and she says, I think my services here are done, my friends. And um, while I have loved our time together and I hope you the best, your payment for my services is yet to be fulfilled. Oh, my dear darling. How could we have forgotten? Uh, Breadloaf, you have that, correct? Why do you always uh, you assume I'm footing the bill? She giggles. <laughs> you silly little dorks. Your payment is you have to come enjoy another show at my establishment. Breadloaf, this is exactly why I thought you could put the payment. We can both go together, yes? Oh, goody. And so, uh, and this is a little bit of uh, mechanics-wise, eventually uh, Madame Trezon's establishment will be something that you guys can buy as turf for your gang once they get money. Alrighty, and so that is where we're going to end part three. It wouldn't and... be a show that I'm in without episode five involving me falling from great heights. <laughs> All right, and so uh, yeah, we'll be back shortly.
All right. Hello and welcome back. And so uh, the heist is now done. Uh, we're all very stressed. Some of us are three years older. And uh, so who would like to go first in their downtime activities? Me. <laughs> all right. Because I'm stressed as all hell. So Arkhamon, you're stressed AF. What are you doing? <laughs> I think, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's going to go home. You know, he's going to... You know, his his vice is engaging in the opulence of being noble. So the finest wines, you know, exotic, you know, perfumes and stuff like just all the nice things in life. All right. So let's roll that vice. I'm indulging it. All right. So you cut three off. You cut the stress you gained this round. You have another downtime action if you'd like to cut that again. Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> Why don't you roll like five on this one? All right, or not? All right. Well, five is still better than uh, seven with what it was. All right, time to two stress. And so we see Archimon just doing the finer things in life, not realizing that three years of his life has been cut off. I think. <laughs> I think. I think he knows. Like something like. <laughs> it's like that of the Princess Bride. How do you feel now that three years of your life has been sucked away? <laughs> oh, because you know, he's thinking about all the things that he's seen, right? In that void. And so, Abner, how about you? What are you, what are you doing uh, for your downtime, Vice? Um, I think Abner's at at the very least going to have a drink. Okay. And so Abner goes and gets a drink and gets his drink on and is able to clear three stress. Is there anything else you guys like to do? Otherwise, I will go out to the outro now. Uh, no, I'm good. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think I got anything actions to do. All right. And so uh, to finish up today, uh, we're going to have... Uh, and so we... Uh, for our last final stinger, we see Lee kind of walking down the street and everything. And uh, as Lee turns the corner, uh, they happen to see what looks like one of the inspectors and uh, three of the Onyx Vale PD. And just as Lee's about to turn, you hear the voice go, Stop right there! So they kind of stop, turn, and goes, Kind of like does the finger single of like you talking to me and goes, Lee Tyndall, you are under arrest for organized crime. You are coming with me. And uh, he slaps the cuffs on him. And uh, my name is Lieutenant Jackson Hornwood of the Onyx LPD, and I am taking you into custody. And that is where we're going to end our session for today. Ba, so ba, ba. And so, uh, yeah, so that is Blades in the Dark. Uh, I am uh, Tim Williams. I am the host, and I am joined by Chris Williams playing Archibald Westchester, Andre Johnson Jr. playing um, Abner Lumen, and our very own Petty Treason playing Madame Treason for uh, our guest star today. And so before we go off, uh, Madame Treason or Petty, how did you enjoy our game today? I have to say I had a lot of fun. It was cool to be 
petty treason in a different world, you know? Oh, definitely. And I'm hoping you had a lot of fun because we would love to have you back at some point. So if you're available, door is always open. In fact, I only want to come back if I get to torment men in an imaginary world. Darling, I can help you with that. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm here for it. His bread loaf. I'm working on it. <laughs> so you can take it. You can have it anytime. <laughs> absolutely. We'll bring you back. Uh, and also, we would love to have you more on because uh, this is one of the things, possible things we talk about, is having an all burlesque performer uh, live show and everything. But we'll give more info about that when the time comes. But uh, as we go around, we'll give one last time to plug whatever work you're doing. So, uh Chris, is there any work that you're currently doing or looking forward to? Ain't got none that I know of, but I'm sure I'm forgetting by the time this comes out. <laughs> Alrighty, no worries. Andre, uh, if there's anything that you're looking forward to working on or just looking forward to for the holiday season, uh, let us know. Uh, nothing as of yet. Uh, a potential remount of Stabby Stab Stab, but I don't know much yet. So... When I know more, I'll let everyone know. Fantastic. You heard it here. And so you know what that means. Get your tickets now because I seriously, that whole thing sold out. So... It's already sold out. They it, haven't it, even announced it, was, it yet. <laughs> it was 100% sold out. Actually. And last but not least, our guest, our petty treason, uh, let us know some of the things that you got coming up as well as your social media handle so our listeners can go follow you on, on the social medias. For sure. Well, if you're in the Twin Cities, if you're not in the Twin Cities, you probably don't care what I'm doing because I do most of it in the Twin Cities. Um, But I'll be at your favorite local gay bar stripping my clothes off with cheeky uh, ensembles for your entertainment. Um, You can find anything at pettytreason.com or my Instagram is at pettyparty123. It's P-E-T-T-Y party one two three because i am a petty party (laughs) fantastic all right well this is going to come out uh in the new year so why don't we all as a way of saying goodbye say welcome to 2023 all right on three one two three welcome Welcome to 2023 yeah unlucky fucks have fun. <laughs> At least it's not 2022. Woo! All right, fantastic. Saints and Sinners.